Hello, and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews. Our travel companion today is Rule, singer, songwriter, and surfer who was in Tokyo for a sold out show to celebrate the release of his first full studio album. The conversation took place at Sony Music in May 2023 and was first broadcast across Japan on my Inter FM radio show. Enjoy the journey. It is wonderful to welcome back on board Ruel. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic. And how are you doing? Very good, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a while. It's been around four, five years. Since you、I've、and、been. I, yeah, I interviewed you back in 2018. You were here for Summer Sonic. Yes, wow.、So. Yeah, that was, my, um, that was my second show actually. Because I did a festival in the start of 2018 called Pop Spring, and then I was back with Summer Sonic. That's right. And then I played start of 2019. So, fourth time here. Wow. How is Japan treating you as always? It's the best. It's like <laughs> the most fun place to arrive. Like, every time you fly in, I just instantly kind of feel familiar. I feel right, like now,、right. since I've been,、uh, especially, you know, I haven't been to many places in Asia this many times. So,、um, yeah, I feel very、uh, welcomed. Nice. What do you love doing when you're here? Of course, you've got the sold out live show tomorrow、yes. night. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the show's always amazing. The show's always got a lot of energy.、Um, the, uh, the food, obviously, I've been、yep. like already eating so much food <laughs> in the past 12 hours.、Um, I'm going to go see some sumo this afternoon. No way. Yeah. Wow. Pretty excited for、oh, that. Cool. Yeah. All,、oh, the, all the bits. Good for you. And the weather, the sun is shining. May、yeah. is the perfect season. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's not too hot. I was just in Hong Kong and it was like 40 degrees、wow. and I was dying. But here is a lot, a lot cooler, a lot calmer, but not, but not cold, which is good. Actually, speaking of the heat, of course, you did perform at Summer Sonic. It's always really hot out、yes. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I remember it was just right in the,、uh, that, it was like a stadium we were playing. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's,、uh, yeah, the sun was shining right through onto that stage, <laughs> melting my guitars. <laughs> well,、uh, tomorrow night you're indoors, which will be kind of、yes. nice.、So. <laughs> exactly. Congrats on your album. Of course, over the last few years,、Thank、you、me. released a bunch of songs, EPs, but finally, first full debut album,、yes. Fourth Wall. Yes, I'm over the moon that it's out. It took a while to,、uh, to get out, but obviously, just writing an album in COVID was. You'd think it would be quite easy because you had a lot of downtime, but just to finish everything took a long time, just through correspondence. My producer's in LA, I wasn't、right. living in Sydney, so I was having to wait till everything was opened up so I could go to LA. And finish it with him. Right, right. Fly back and then go back. You know, it was a lot of、uh, waiting for restrictions to, <laughs> to、right. lift. Did you enjoy doing things online with people in that situation, or you'd much prefer to be face to face? Obviously, much prefer to be face to face. I wrote a lot of songs on Zoom in Sydney, which made the album. Japanese Whiskey actually finished on Zoom in, in, in COVID, and then Let the Grass Grow was another one I wrote in isolation. It was a weird time to write an album. Hard to find inspiration, to be honest, <laughs> because there wasn't much happening. Yeah, except everyone just complaining. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to make any songs about COVID. <laughs> There is the tune on here, Japanese whiskey, and I haven't read the lyrics in full yet.、Uh-huh. Is this a happy story? Is this like keeping you company at home by yourself or what? It's actually a,、uh, a metaphor for how I wish I. Was mature enough to drink it because I wrote it when I was like 17、oh. and I didn't like it. At the time, I hated whiskey. All whiskey I just thought was disgusting, but I, know, I could always see my dad drinking it and it was just like, it sounds so cool like to order you know, a Japanese whiskey at a bar.、Yeah. So I was like, the metaphor for yeah, liking the idea of something but not liking the real taste. So, like in a relationship, you love how it looks from the outside, but when you're actually in the nitty gritty, it's not, it's not what, you,、uh, what you really want. I think now, I mean, you're 20 years old, right?、Mm-hmm. So when I interviewed、yeah. you, you must have only been 15. Yeah, I know. And I mean, you had so much success so early. When you look back, and you're still super young, but when you look back, do you think you've changed a lot through the years? Oh, yeah, of course. I think I've, it's night and day when I see videos of me at 15, I don't recognize it. It's, it's,、uh, 
It's crazy. I think I did a lot of changing in those three years, kind of from 2020 to 2023. Like, I feel like I've just obviously matured a lot, but like, you know, between 17 and 20, you change a lot as a person. You change who you want to be perceived as very quickly. I changed the music that I listen to. I changed the music that I write. Like, everything was changing very quickly. So it was a weird time to kind of write this album. That's why it took so long because there was so much uncertainty with what I wanted it to be. But uh, when I found my stride, I was like really, really into it. I feel like I am who I am now <laughs> for a while. Just wait till you live 40. It changes all again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the great thing about life. We have this freedom to keep on changing yes. and hopefully become better people. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I want to strive for. I just want to get better at what I do, really. That's like the main thing. I think... I wrote the best album I could in that time, which I'm really proud of. But yeah, I think I don't think I'm going to make my best work until I'm yeah definitely in my 30s. <laughs> so Japanese whiskey has essentially got this sense of growing up and I can sort of feel that through this whole album. Yeah. Is that what you're saying to the world through the music? A little bit. I think growing up in a way, it was just like for my experience, growing up was strange. And I wrote a song about how growing up is weird. My personal experience, I had a, like lots of weird imposter syndrome a little bit of just like not feeling like I deserve to be, you know, where I am or being in the limelight quite a lot, like was a little strange. That's where like the relatability of like my influences to the Truman Show came from. I was like having that kind of weird things like this cannot all be real. Like everything <laughs> must be fake. Like this must be a big old prank mm. against me, like my whole life, whatever. Wow. So yeah, I referenced a lot of Truman Show. That's why the album cover is like the referencing the sailboat hitting the sky, a car crashing into the sunset. So yeah, it's, it was all kind of tied into that. Do you have good people around you? Obviously family yeah. and I presume professional people. How about your pals and friends? Have you stuck They're, with your friends yeah. through all that? Yeah, yeah. All my friends are still like the mates I've had since I was like 12 years old. So I've got no problems with keeping grounded, I suppose, because they're always going <laughs> to bring, yeah, yeah, knock me right into shape, um, which is good. Every time I'm home, I'm just swing right back into it and it's like nothing changed. Sometimes they come on tour as well for little bits oh, and they're cool. like, but a lot of them are like, this is not my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> the album title is Fourth Wall and yeah. in showbiz, if you break the fourth wall, it's about the actor yeah. looking at the camera or the audience yeah. and, and breaking that imaginary world. Is that essentially what you're saying here too? Is there a Yeah, yeah. I think, well, a lot of, the, like I was saying, a lot of the movies that inspire this like uh, album in terms of visuals and the lyrics or in the music videos were movies that broke the fourth wall. Truman Show, Fight Club right. was another main one and uh, I wanted to kind of tap into the audience throughout songs as well. There's a lyric in Lie where you kind of talk about the audience that are listening and just like little things like that or like an end scene, the last track, I kind of wrap up that whole thing of uh, just talking to the audience which was just really fun to kind of play with because I haven't heard that before in songs. You do what I can't do. You're making the music, you're making the soundtrack to our lives. But for you, have you always turned to music in difficult times in your life? Has music always been there to support you? Oh, 100%. It's always been the main thing that I go to whenever I'm feeling any type of emotion, really. And the majority of the music I listen to is depressing stuff, which is funny. <laughs> but as I don't live a depressing life, I live like a great life. I'm super blessed and I'm, I'm like very comfortable with who I am and again the people around me so um, I like to just listen to things that make me feel anything and whether it makes me sad or whether it makes me happy it doesn't really matter you know the radio station catchphrase is find your colours it's about mm. diversity it's about gender it's about people living their lives that they want to live yeah. for anyone young or anyone maybe in trouble listening right mm -hmm. now what would you say in, in tough times to get through I it's okay to feel anything I think it's uh, 
have a good cry <laughs> and uh, and talk to someone. And I think find the one person in the world that you are okay crying in front of and, and, and do it. And I think that's like my main thing I do. Yeah. You've got breakup songs. Yeah. What's a great survival tap for breaking up? How do you get through it? I don't know. Listen to Fourth Wall, baby. Um, <laughs> no, I, honestly, I, uh, a lot of these breakup songs weren't initially breakup songs when I was writing the concept. I was talking about the internet, relationships on the internet, or just like friendships, or just people in your life that you want to get out of your life who are not good for you. Like in my experience, I haven't had any major things like that. But where the songs always end up, they always end up sounding like that because that's just how. I guess people listen to music, I suppose. Right. It's like, and also when I listen to it and like, you know, when I write lyrics, it always kind of ends up in that world, which is funny because it's never really that intended. I don't think I'm the best person to ask for a breakup advice. <laughs> okay, we'll just read the lyrics. Other than, yeah, just read the lyrics and you'll find something in there. You've been nominated for and you've won a bunch of awards. Is there one in particular that you're so glad came into your life? I always find that stuff really weird because I never really felt like I um I've been around the block enough to feel like you know I deserve it. But um, it was pretty crazy. The Aria Award in Australia that I got for when I was fifteen or something that was pretty insane. Like I will never forget that one. That one's on my mantle place for sure. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in the UK. Your family moved to Australia. I remember the last time we chatted, you said you love surfing. Yes. And the beach life. Yeah. Still surfing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. That was like the pretty much the only way I got through just like keeping in touch with nature because it's the one thing you could do legally <laughs> you could do 30 <laughs> minutes of exercise a day and uh, it had to be isolated exercise oh. so I feel like surfing is like one of the most isolated things you can do <laughs> like going off into the ocean <laughs> there was a lot of people surfing around. but um yeah, that was amazing. I needed that for sure. For a Japanese fan or friend, if they're listening and they're going to go to Australia, do you have a favorite spot you can share with us? Yes, uh, my go-to beach, the one where you'd find me at, is called Coco. Coco Beach is very big. It's a big swell magnet, so its face is uh, usually in the direction where the swell is coming through, so oh. it always got the biggest waves, oh. which isn't usually that big because Sydney's not known for like massive waves. It's just, mm. but it's good. So up on the North Shore of Sydney, right? Yeah, North Shore. Yeah, it's like uh, there's Manly Beach, and then there's Freshie Beach, and then there's Coco. Get the ferry from Circular Quay over to Manly. Yeah, now do. there's a day out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's uh, really easy. Or we'll get the B line, new like double decker bus that goes straight from the city oh. all the way up to the northern beaches. Oh, wow. And it's game changer. Make a B line on the B line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're leaving Japan, and you can have a credit card, passport, and your mobile device. Yeah. Is there one other thing you must have in your life? Oh, headphones. Oh. I think headphones is a main thing. Do you listen to music when you're on the move? Always. I think I'm like, in terms of an object, that's like probably the thing I use the most out of anything. I will use my headphones more than I use my phone because I put my phone down and I'll still be listening to oh, the music. Wow. <laughs> so like, I'm like constantly listening to music every time I'm in transit, every time I'm just on a plane or whatever, I, or I fall asleep listening to music and wake up still listening to music. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. It's like, oh, how long have I been asleep yeah. for? Just count how many songs. You see how many songs yeah. the playlist you listen to, yeah. Is there one artist or one piece of music you could not live without? Uh, probably Frank Ocean has got me through the most. Yeah. Frank Ocean, I think, is like the one who's like stayed in my life for the longest. Like, started listening to him when I was like nine years old. Wow. When like Forrest Gump and stuff came out, or yeah. like even like Novocaine and stuff. That was like my dad always used to play that in the house like, as soon as that came out. And then I was like, yeah, 
blonde came out, I was a little bit older and I really was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then everything since then has blown me away. So, I don't think I asked you last time when you were really young, and I believe your dad was involved in the music biz or radio business. He's in radio, yeah. So he does uh, advertising. In radio. Okay. So he, uh, he makes it out. So he's like an audio specialist. He likes to think he's a music specialist. <laughs> oh, do you like, fight no, over you music? You do voiceovers, mate. <laughs> Very different. Um, but no, he's, he's a massive music nerd. Like he's got oh. a crazy record collection, great taste in music and um, good lyricist as well because he's a copywriter so he's always trying to write punchlines and you know things like that so he knows what he's doing I mean that's like I feel like where I got all my kind of love for it from that's what I was wondering growing up in that household with lots of music yeah exactly Um, it was always Stevie Wonder to James Blake like that kind of or Dave Brubeck to Kendrick Lamar like everything was like the music that I'm still inspired by or like even James Morrison or Andrew Bird was like a massive one yeah it just like resonated with me and I was like always wanting to imitate those people like when I was a kid I would like like James Morrison was a big one his voice is like the husk and like the emotion was so raw and I was like I want to do that. So I, I used to sing like that as a kid. I used to just, by just going like, <laughs> blah, blah, you know, like that rasp. And then it kind of like happens that it happened naturally. And then I was like, oh, now I can, now I learned how to like sing like that safely. And I don't oh. know, I'm very inspired by him. You've been to Japan a number of times now. Yeah. Is there one thing about Japan that you've noticed or a tangible or intangible thing that you love that you would love to introduce to the rest of the world or share with the world? Mm, that's so difficult. There's a billion things. I'm trying to think of like, one that actually the world would embrace. Yeah, just the cleanliness of oh. everything. I think mm. just the uh, the respect of just like your surroundings, like not even of like people, just in terms of just like everything, mm. just the respect to leave something better than you found it, sort of thing. I think that's pretty special here. Mm. And you being a nature lover too. Exactly. Mm. Need that. <laughs> Absolutely. Here, here. Final question. On your journey that you're going with your headphones, you're going to have to take them off for a while because yes. you're going to have a conversation with someone. Who would you love to sit down with? Someone from history or someone alive mm. today and have a chat with? Uh, Jeff Buckley. Oh. I think that's the first one that comes to my head. Yeah, I feel like I was like robbed not to be old enough to like be around when he was around because, mm. yeah, he's such a massive inspiration. Also, his music just like... It's just a whole nother level of, uh, of emotion. And I feel like he's like, would be, I would love to just pick his brain just to see like what he was, uh, what he was going through <laughs> to make something that incredible. Mm. Yeah. Have you met people? Have you met peers or musicians who you absolutely love? Yeah. Have you been starstruck by people? I've been crazy starstruck before. I feel like with me, other musicians, I always pretend to them that I've never heard of them. <laughs> no matter if I like, like, I remember I like Tyler Creator or like Brockhampton or even just people like that. Like I used to listen to so much as a kid and you just go up and be like, Hey man, what's your name? Like if I was like in a, it was, it was like a mutual setting at like a party or like in LA at a studio. I always play it like overly cool. That's been my main go-to. So it stops me from being starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and reverse, people come up to you and be like, hey, who are you then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when they know really well. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Ruel, I've had a lovely afternoon with you. Thanks a million for the music and your time today. Thank Enjoy you. Japan and catch you next time. Great to see you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, you very much. And thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to guyperryman.com. <laughs>